Welcome to the Everything But The Bagel Podcast. It's weird getting used to that name. Previously was Hail Podcast, um, exclusively a Norse Pagan and kind of some nerd stuff, but now we've evolved. We've gone through the, transi- the transition and transgressions and all the transformative things to become this new thing. Um, this one, I really, really, really want to talk about the hyper-focus that has been, um, the Tokuro, as well as the Goringo show, um, and the, uh, uh, Nintendo Chibiru, um, those three things. Um, so, if you don't know Japanese... And you're not um, super into like samurai lore or uh, legends and things. Um, uh, I'll, I'll go over those quickly. So the Dokoro um, is a uh, basically a samurai code created by great samurai and um, one of the most profound um, sword duelers um, in the. Edo period of Japan, or feudal Japan, um, one of those profound uh, fighters and uh, warriors in the, you know, in the era, uh, Miyamoto Musashi. Uh, from what I can understand, cool dude, you know, like, looking at his, what he's written, um, uh, what his, with his quotes and stuff, what he's put on paper, cool guy, I like him. Um, I don't, I mean, there's no way to know any of these sort of like gurus and, uh, religious and deified figures without really, like, you know, we don't know who they were. We only know what they have to go off of and what people say about them. Um, I am going to be the person who's going to be like, I want to be biased and be like, oh, he's fucking awesome, you know, because I didn't know him. But what he's, what he's, his legacy he's left behind, the honor that he had taken to, you know, the honor he put down on paper, it was solid shit. Um, there's no evidence to prove otherwise, um, as of right now, because the, uh, as you know, history is written by the victor. So, um, going off that notion, uh, the Dokuro is a code, um, similar to that of Bushido, but, uh, um, Dokuro is actually going to um, stand for the way of walking alone, or taking the path of loneliness, kind of. There's a couple different translations out there, but I like the, the way of walking alone. Um, and it's basically a way of, it's a solid, it's a solid life lessons in there. Solid life lessons um, that I've actually been using um, in accordance with uh, Dallas uh, principles and stuff. And, uh, so there's 21 precepts to the Dokoro, um, and all just covers of like, you know, accept everything as it is, um, you know, don't uh, be guided by love, don't, uh, don't collect weapons, um, meaning that like don't take a bunch of different things on, like don't become a jack of all trades but a master of none, like be willing be a master of one thing and dabble and learn and proficient in others. 
um, is the main gist of that one. Um, there's another one where it's uh, don't uh, don't live life with preferences. Um, so basically, you don't want to be like, oh, I only know how to do this one thing. That's the only thing I'm ever going to do in my entire life. Um, so if you're only a writer of science fiction, it means you're never going to write, you know, a drama. You're never going to write um, a screenplay. Uh, unless it's a science fiction screenplay, you're never gonna write, you know, fantasy, nothing like that. Um, no, you're never gonna write a non-fiction docu, you know, documentary book on uh, fucking little white lizards have green skin occasionally. Um, weird topics and weird little allegories for, you know, what I'm trying to say. But um, that's kind of the idea. Is if you're a writer. Um, write about anything. If you're a rapper, rap about anything. Because um, a lot of things I can rap about anything, you know. Um, it's a little common. Uh, if you are an artist, be able to paint portraits and landscapes and detailed stuff and abstract stuff and, you know, elaborate within the thing that you can do. So if your thing is martial arts, don't only know. Hungar. Don't only like practice hungar and then not be able to do anything else. Um, or don't only practice with the sword. Don't only know kendo and not any other sword style. Or be able to use any other sword. If I said the Vulcan or katana. Um, don't you know like if you are going to be a warrior, don't limit yourself to just one weapon one thing um, but also don't go out and be so elaborate that you know how to weld solder uh, sew lemon uh, you know fucking lemonade and uh, braise and all these different things that are kind of similar but you never like master anything of it you never master any of them because um, you're so focused on trying to find the next thing the next thing the next thing which is basically ADHD so if you have a hard time with that one, I completely understand. Um, I know how to sew and braise and solder. Well, actually, I never braised, but I knew how to know. I knew how to sweat pipe. Um, I can uh, do electronic soldering. I know how to do plumbing soldering. I know how to. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of different little trades and different things, but I've never been. I'm not an electrician. I'm not a plumber. Um, I'm not even a maintenance technician anymore. Um, I am now a tire technician. I'm at a fucking Les Schwab, so. Um, but I'm soon going to be learning how to uh, do shop stuff because I really want to cross train, so. I'm going to talk to. I'm going to talk to my boss about why not do alignments. So I can get some tires on there and then get an alignment on. Get an alignment going. Well, hey, I noticed you had some edgeware in those tires. You wanted to get an alignment as well? I can get you done and, like, you know. 30 to 45 minutes, 400% profit. Um, yeah, it just helps the store out, you know, and it helps the customer out because they won't wear their, they won't mechanically wear their tires, they won't get mad because the warranty's gone because they mechanically worn their tires, and all we do is I recommend doing alignment. Um, it was like, hey, I can get your alignment done right after these tires are on, is that something you'd like to do? Um, and then he's like, oh, well, uh, I mean, do I need one? I'm like, yeah, actually, I we did notice some, there's some alignment wear. 
I recommend, uh, I would highly recommend getting that done just so you don't, you know, void the warranty on those tires and um, you won't have to be coming in another, you know, another, you know, 25, you know, 50,000 miles and you got shit tire, you know, your tires are gone and you have to buy a whole brand new set of new ones with no warranty on them, uh, you know, because the warranty is gone because of mechanical wear. Um, that's, you know, kind of the, the, the deal. So, um, Tokoro, 21 precepts, I highly suggest you go look it up, it's amazing. Um, they're really good shit. Um, there's a, don't be indifferent to where you live, that kind of stuff. You know, it's just some solid points in there that have actually have been applying to my life that have actually been relatively understandable. Um, I need to find the one thing because ADHD is fucking a bitch to figure out what your one thing is because you're, you're into that thing for about four months and you don't know if you're ever going to go back to it. Luckily, I've learned I kind of cycle through um, an Asian culture of some sort, uh, whether it be Chinese, Korean, or Japanese, um, something, some aspect of that. And then I will go into a uh, Norse uh mindset um, and I start doing that a lot um, and then uh, oh fuck me um, I do tend to uh, go into like this like stereo esoteric but a physical kind of thing like oh I'm gonna you know seize my chakra and spin in certain, you know, circles around me and I get turned into an orb I don't know fucking weird shit I have like I have like three seasons you know got Asian, Norse, and something else. Um, whatever that other thing may be. Um, it's kind of like my flexible, uh, my flexbending account is that third thing. Um, so, yeah. Um, with that, um, my, uh, the other thing that they, Miyamoto Musashi is uh, known for is, as far as uh, writing down and uh, having it written is um the go rin no show go rin no show uh, um it's the book of the five rings and what's really cool about this book is it covers the five it, it covers a strategy on martial arts and a lot of it's basically a document it's basically his um observations and opinions on martial arts fighting and strategy, it's actually would be that uh, equal to that of like the Art of War by Sun Tzu. Um, so if you're if you've read Sun Tzu or you're into that that kind of like philosophy, check out the Book of Five Rings Golden or uh, Gold Ring No Show. Um, it's it's pretty cool, uh, and uh, it basically those five books are broken into. Um, earth, water, uh, wood, fire, and metal, or gold, um, uh, it's the five, it's the little bit of Wuji, um, which is actually really interesting that, um, he used the Wuji, um, to talk about martial arts and stuff, um, I think it's kind of cool, personally, but, oh. and so there's, like, the five books of, uh, the five parts of that is, you know, it's, look at the five rings, um, next, um, is, 
the last thing he is known for is the um, Mi 10 Ichi Ryu, um, which can be translated into like three different ways, but um, it's either like uh, two swords, one heaven, um, but uh, two schools, one heaven, two swords, one spirit, which is the most closely we can figure out, or two swords, one dragon, which Ryu is a very weird word in Japanese. Um, it's commonly um, mistranslated as dragon, or so Ryu is commonly misunderstood as dragon, which um, you can see a lot in modern uh, culture, like pop culture especially. Um, uh, if you know um, Ryu Wakata Higokurao, um, Ryu Wakata Higokurao! And then it's a fucking blue dragon is soaring at you, or a couple of dragons, whatever. Um, that would be Hanzo's ultimate. Um, something very similar to that um, is Genji's ultimate, and he also uses Ryu in his uh, it's a Ryujin something or other. Um, uh, yeah. No, um, those are mistranslations of the word Ryu. Okay, so what he's actually, um, what I actually should be saying, instead of a dragon and whatever, um, instead of Ryu, it actually would be closer to like spirit, or like heaven even. Um, so, uh, two schools, one heaven, or, uh, two swords, one spirit, uh, Niten Ichiryu, uh, Ichi being one, Ni being two. Ten for sword, and then um, or uh, school, and then Ryu for spirit or heaven. Um, so Niten each Ryu. This is the school of thought that he brought into teaching martial arts and, and swordsmanship, um, because he's one of the only samurai that we have record of and that we know of, um, at least. Uh, to use two swords when dueling. Um, he talks about that in his uh, Go Rindo show, but um, the Niten actually, Niten Ishiryu uh, actually shows it and kind of gives you like, um, the, actually practices that. Um, and so that kind of shows up um, for practicality in that, in that point. Um, it's really, really cool shit. Um, I personally really like it. And, um, I have yet to learn anything with the Niten Ichiryu. Um, but I am currently, um, working on and meditating towards understanding and fulfilling Dokodo in my life, as well as, um, excuse me, uh, getting the, uh, the Gorenu show, and reading that, um, so I'm going to have to read it, like, four times to actually fucking remember what is in the book, because AD is a bitch, um, or the ADHD is a bitch, when it comes to reading that kind of shit.
Um, luckily, I am into it, so it would be a hyper-focus, so I could probably get into it and actually read it. But reading is still really hard. If it doesn't have all the right stuff in it, reading is really, really hard. Um, with that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call this one okay, and I'll get you in another spot in a little bit here. So yeah, um, um, I will probably actually cover, I'll actually probably cover the Dokodo in the next one, and then after that, I'll actually go over the uh, which books and what all those are and everything and kind of what they cover. Uh, basically, like the Cliff Notes version of the Go Red No Show, and then I will cover uh, the like the base style and kind of like everything that inspires the Ichini or Nitei Ichiryu. But this is going to be all about Miyamoto Musashi. Um, I'll probably find some information about him too is in the next one as well. So um, be prepared for some knowledge drop on Miyamoto Musashi. Okay. Welcome back. This is going to be covering the Goran no Show. Um, or uh, the book that covers... Um, the teachings of Yamato Musashi in his school, um, his actual dojo, and also um, one of these books actually covers his style, the Niten Ichiryu, uh, Two Swords, One Spirit, if you really want to get technical. Um, a lot of people translate it to two, uh, two Schools, One Heaven, but um, I really think the two swords, one spirit thing actually was a little bit better because he was a two. I mean, it's his style. Okay, so if it's your style to um, of sword fighting, you're going to choose a particular style of sword fighting or discover your own. I mean, Lee had his fighting style, you know, Ji um, Kung Do. If you have, uh, if you discover your own style, um, yes, it's, it's going to be pretty insolent to other things because it's only like one way of, you know, as has been said before by, uh, I forget which martial artist said, but uh, there's no such thing as uh, Canadian algebra. Um, as far as, like, there is going to be one way of doing something. And it's going to be the most optimized way. So then you're going to see that no matter what you do, because that's the most optimized way to do it. Um, that makes sense. So, um, his style of sword fighting is a need to need you real. If you have a sword style and you use two swords, and you're renowned for that, two swords, one spirit, makes sense. Um, the alternative is that you don't actually have that name, and it is actually going to end up being, um, being more along the lines of like, two schools, one heaven, which works. But I, I just, I, I personally feel like two swords, one spirit is the more accurate translation. I feel like that's the one that would actually be understood 
if he were to be able to speak Miyamoto himself. Um, that's just my take on that. Um, okay. So I was a little off. I had forgotten how the breakdown is on the books. I was honestly thinking they were going to be the five Wujing. Um, I was a little off on that. There are some Wujing here, but there's also some that there's a couple books that aren't. So there are five books, or also known as five rings. And it is, let me get those books up here, it goes the Book of Earth, the Book of Water, then it goes into the Book of Fire, Book of Wind, um, and the Book of the Void, um, which is the fifth book. Um, so covering those just slightly um, the first the first book book of birth um, it breaks down the basics and kind of covers the basic strategy it's an introductory book you know it's the foundation of his teachings which is why it's called the book of birth um, it's a pretty solid concept and I, I like that he chose the Book of Earth being the basis. Um, oh, okay. There's a, hey, there's one. I think the last recording uh, I didn't even yawn once. It's impressive. Um, so, you have the foundation of Book of Earth. Um, next, you have Book of Water. Um, which is going to cover the Niten Ichiryu style, um, and it kind of covers the little nuances of that, and um, from what I can gather and read, um, it is, yeah, it, cover, it, just, it just covers that style, the Niten Ichiryu, So yeah, it just covers the basic principles of that. Um, so it just basically describes what the style is about. Um, so that's pretty kind of, you know, cut and dry, pretty straightforward. You have your basics with your fundamental foundation with the earth. So, you have your introduction and your basis with like the fundamentals of martial arts and that kind of stuff. It just kind of covers, um, I think, a little bit of where he gets judgmental toward other um, martial arts is in this first book. And then your second book just covers the style, the fundamentals, the basic techniques um, of the, you know, of the style. You tend to hear you. Um, so that goes into the third book, the Book of Fire. Um, I was actually going through this a lot faster than I thought it was going to be. 
Okay, so the Book of Fire is going to cover the heat of battle and knowing when to strike. Um, it kind of comes off as... It. So, with Musashi, he had his own Tomokris of Sudokuro. I'll cover those in a second, uh, or in the next recording, whatever. Um, I may end up send it up into, you know, the, you know... Uh, quicker episode than I thought, just because of how fast we're going through this uh, in the show. Okay, so in Bushido, the first part of Bushido is restitute uh, or justice is the other restitute or justice, whatever. Um, um, so, with the restitude aspect, is described as, um, it is, you know, sitting when it's right to sit. It is speaking when it's right to speak. It is basically kind of knowing your place and knowing what time it calls for. Doing what is necessary at the right time. If you are BRZ or Super or whatever the fuck it is, okay. Um. Uh. So with the restitute aspect of Bushido, um, I'm pretty confident he probably knew Bushido and knew what the code, um, being a samurai, um. And probably over his life, uh, oh fuck me, over his life experience and life, uh, and the whole life uh, arc, learned um, what his own kind of like path was, and that's why he probably created the uh, wrote the twenty-one concepts of. Or, Steps, whatever, of um, 21 points of the Dokoro. My, my chain of thought is that knowing Bushido code um, as a samurai, and that was a good thing, operated off of, and kind of knew and went by, that was um, that restitute aspect of it would be kind of. In my mind, what equates to the Book of Fire of the Book of Fire during the show. Um,
show. Um, I'm not sure how you would say um, the third book, but um, I, or, or really anything. I'm not Japanese. Uh, learned, educated Japanese. Um, I'm more just uh, educated in Asian pronunciations for the most part. Uh, I'm relatively correct most of the time. Um, sometimes I do butcher things, and that's you know, some kind of fact that I don't have. I have to look at two things through the kind of lens that I have. Um, my love for Asian languages and culture, and that affinity for it, uh, definitely helps with uh, pronunciation. Kind of how I'm going to go off on the basis, but I do not know. Oh, sorry. Uh, I do not know anything. Um, uh, about like they don't really know Chinese um, and I do not know uh, Japanese so the only Asian language that I'm currently learning is Korean and they do pronounce things slightly different there so uh, but anyway now that I've run the trails at least twice um, probably three times the Book of Fire covers the uh, the timing of battle. Uh, so it's probably uh, what I'm trying to guess. What I'm trying to get at. Um, I'm just stumbling over my words. It's probably because it's early. No coffee yet. Not. Something's a little busy, and I'm just going to work, trying to get there. Um, crazy weather we have right now. So it's fun. Uh, not like super wet or super rainy, but like super, super windy. Um, a little bit of the other two. Um, I'm just trying to make sure I get to work um, safely and don't die. So, resitude is knowing, doing when it's right to do that. To do when it's right to do is what I'm going to cover that as is, is, is restitute. Um, um, it's really knowing your place, and I really, really think that also is a part, like the, the most important part of being in a fight or a battle or a war or any sort of strategic um, placement of yourself is doing what is right to do. Um, if you're going to you think about it, if you're going to strike down an old woman, it better be right to do so. Um, I mean, simple as that. So, um, I definitely think that would be um, kind of weird to this, the Vince, the the part of the Book of Fire, where that comes from, this part of the book, um, comes from timing your battle and kind of knowing when to strike, I think. Um, knowing when to move, when to reposition, when to retreat, technically retreat, um, if necessary, you know. I think that would be covered in that as well. Um, and that's all going to be um, striking when it's right to strike. Retreating when it's just great, you know, that you can put that sort of like 
restitute equation into it, and I think they're one, you know, one and the same. They go hand in hand. That kind of, um, I think they fit together really well. So, if you're going to follow, if you're going to follow um, the Go Ridden Show and use that as sort of like a guide for, you know, life and a sort of like a self-help book. Um, and using, you know, what is used for, or, you know, what the basis is for the, your life. Um, if you do happen to own the book, you read it and you used it, or if you are going to actively use it, um, I definitely think that um, you can definitely use the Book of Earth as, you know, basically for fundamentals for how you want to go through. Um, the Book of Water probably has a lot of good stuff in it. I have not read the book, unfortunately, so um, that is one of the things I would like to read, but I don't have the extra funds for that. Um, as soon as I do, though, I am definitely going to be getting that book and reading it, um, along with the... Uh, um, okay, I got a free version. Books that uh, the art of war I need to read. Um, but doing that is. Uh, so, um, doing about doing the. Um, doing about life using Golden Moon Show. Earth will sort of Book of Earth will give you a foundation. The Book of Water will give you a style and philosophy um, of how you want to strike. Um, if you can live like life is a sword, um, then you know if life is a sword, then knowing when to strike is gonna be very, very helpful. Um, I mean, you could definitely use it um, as a life basis. So, the, the Book of Fire will show you that teaching and show you um, how to strike at the right time, how to maneuver, and um, just all the strategic excellence of uh, um, the uh, concepts. Now, the next book is the Book of Wind, um, which the character for Wind can also be used as the character for style. So it's sort of a pun, a little bit. Um, and this one probably just covers, um, typically they use Wind as an allegory for change, like water. Um, Okay, so the Book of Wind, uh, 
just basically kind of is like an overview of Musashi's thoughts on others schools of martial arts and kind of like his critiques on what they're doing wrong or you know what the what the areas they fail in so um kind of like this is what they do this is why it doesn't work and this is why i do this because it does work i'm thinking it's kind of like the breakdown of the book of wind um that's very plain and simple, not a whole lot of metaphysical thoughts or philosophy coming from the book of wind um, for covering this topic. Um, the last and final book of the Golden Show is the Book of the Void. And this is just going to be covering um, his just kind of Zen thoughts. Um, given uh, it's kind of his, his uh, observation on consciousness and um, sort of like self thought, and uh, basically it's going to be the, the meditation aspect of of like battle and fights and war, um, the stress of being a samurai. Uh, as well as being a warrior, especially in his time, would have been extraneous. So, to counteract that and to deal with that and cope properly, um, the the influence of um, Chinese Buddhism or Zen Buddhism um, and Japan uh, was very strong, and there are multiple uh, Buddhist temples in Japan. So, and that's where you would get meditation from. So, with that, um, you so basically, um, you have all the sort of like that inspires. Um, thoughts and observations on consciousness, as well as um, what it would take to uh, cope and deal with all of the extra bullshit that would take that would you know go along with being a fucking samurai back in the day. Um, the interesting part of this is. The really interesting part of this book is that it's the end of the book, not like the beginning, not the middle, you know, so it's not, it kind of, you kind of get your, your basis for importance. Um, the Goro no Show is a very interesting um layout because if you really think about it the your introduction is the book of earth um you go from the earth to the water to right into like 
it just goes right into the, you know, it's from earth to water into the heat of battle into fire, and then you go into the book of wind and where they all failed and where they succeeded and kind of like, this is what works, this is why it works, this is why the others failed, if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. And then you have the Book of the Void, which kind of ties everything in and helps you just meditate. You just sit in that emptiness. Book of the Void. It's kind of cool. Um, so, um, the fuck? That was a very crunchy noise. I'm I'm not sure if you guys would be able to hear that, but it's fucking Um I'm gonna have to get a little more in depth on Um of the quotes by knowing things that exist you can know that which does not exist which is a really Japanese thing like just that concept um, as far as you know the void is virtue and no evil wisdom has existence Principle has existence. The way has existence. Spirit is nothingness. Huh. So, yeah. It's kind of... It's really kind of interesting the um aspects of which the the whole book kind of ties itself on um just looking at the core of uh you know all of the different little concepts of the book um so, the, now that we're kind of finished with it, we've covered the five books and the heat of passion and battle of, you know, the style and basics of the Nintendo Ryu and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm actually going to um, 
see if I can get gonna see if I can um can get that basic for um With the longsword, there are 12 techniques. There are 7 with the short sword. Um, 5 with the two swords. And there were 20 with the bow staff. Basically, there's the staff techniques. There was, as well, there was a, uh, want to say hand versus an armed assailant. Um, the fuck does that mean? What, I don't know what Tranchion Okay. What the fuck does that? Oh, it's a club. Oh, okay. So it's probably similar to that of like a fucking uh uh kind of bow. Something like that, probably. Um. Um. Okay. So, primarily, with it, it covers so long sword, short sword, two swords, another another type of sword. It's a um, another short sword, and then um, a basically a club, which is a. Jute, um, which is for five techniques against. So there's five club techniques. Um, you can use. Um, there's like I don't know how many with the uh, aikuchi. Then there is bojutsu, which is going to be twenty techniques. Um, ten or Staff versus staff and ten or staff versus sword. You then have um or bow combat and then bow sword combat. Uh you have uh Nito Saiho, which is there's five techniques with a short sword. Um that corresponds to the five forms of the water school. So um 
Chudan Jodan Gidan Hidari Wakigame and me Wakigame. Um you then have Kutachi Seho, which is the short sword. Um the seven techniques of the short sword are Assassin, Chudan, Okin Naga Nagashi, Mojigame, Harisuke, and Nagashi Uchi, and Aisen. You then have the total techniques of the long sword Assassin, Haso Hidari, Haso Migi, Okin Nagashi Hidari. Okin Nagashi Migi, Mojigame, Hartsuke, Nagi Nagashi Uchi, Toraburi, Kazuki, Aizen Uchidome, Hamashi Uchi. So basically, the only word that I don't know about in the ninth one, which is Toraburi, is Buri. I'm not sure what Buri stands for. Um, I have heard it before, and it is from, uh, a G. Yamaza rap, Burry Burry. Um, I'm not, I'm, let's, let's translate this. Yes, I'm going to use Google Translate. Please do not hate too much. Um, but Torah means tiger. Burry means yellowtail. So, Torabury translates to the Yellowtail of a Tiger. So, not kind of not kind of surprised. Um, and then Kazuki sounds familiar as well. Oh, I think Kazooie because of Benjamin Kazooie. Um, I'm sure of it. Um, no, it's. Kazuki is just Kazuki. Like I'm so confused now. Whatever. Um, I don't know Japanese. Um, I'm sure someone out there does. And so I know assassin is basically the first one is just you just dropping your sword. Just the, the 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 mount the first attack overhead attack assassin. Um. So, I mean, it's not surprising that it, uh, yeah, I'm not too surprised. Um, basically the, um, the origin of the each, uh, Nintendo Chiryu, um, is Musashi was a student of Inmei Ryu and Tori Ryu, um, which were founded by his grandfather, Miyamoto Musashi no Kami Yoshimoto, and, uh, or his grandfather, and his father was Miyamoto Muninosuke, and he eventually focused uh, the Kenjutsu in Nito Ken. Um, and it helps his own style. Um, so, basically, um, he, uh, took something and found his own style through those, 
where they failed and where they were supreme at and probably just made it better. Similar to that of how Jeet uh, Kune Do was founded by Bruce Lee. He kind of he was a student of Wing Chun, and slowly found which martial arts worked and which ones didn't, and what aspects of those did and didn't, and uh, made Jeet Kune Do. Um, so it's kind of interesting. Um, so that kind of covers the Nintendo Rio. Next thing I'll record is going to be the Dokoro. Um, the 21 or the way of walking alone, um, uh, the way of aloneness, if you will, and that's just gonna be kind of covering the 12, uh, or 21 uh, concepts of the Dokoro. So, so, this last section is gonna be covering the Dokoro, which is the code um, that um, Miyamoto uh, wrote himself. He kind of compiled it himself. Um, just like some starter information, um, there's 21 points or like kind of like life lessons, I guess, or concepts, precepts, whatever you want to use the term for, um, for this. But there's 21 of them, and um, I um have been through these with other uh, the podcasts and the podcasts on them and then I've also um got it here in front of me now um I should have like screenshotted this shit but um I said the 21 this is like kind of like the it's uh his code it means the way of uh, it, it stands for the way of aloneness, or the way of walking alone. Um, oh, fuck me. I was gonna go, and then they didn't have a cap, so, you know. I, okay, so, um, so I'm trying to be safe and not to read my phone while going across a, uh, Kind of busy, uh, popular road on an intersection. So, um, head, yeah, you don't even know. Um, number one, just everything just the way it is. This is that, uh, it is what it is motto comes from. I'm sure it has something to do with it, or it has, you know, some relevance to that. Um, that's just kind of like, um, you know, it just, I had this sort of like, in my adolescence, my primitive years, um, I had this sort of view on, um, three A's, um, acknowledge, accept, advance, um, <laughs> It was like how I wanted to like how I, it was literally how I coped with things like middle school and even some of my early years in high school. Um, like, okay, I need to acknowledge this, I need to accept this, and I need to move on. And that's exactly again 
I mean, I didn't know at the time, but it's a solid. It's, I mean, it's a solid way to look at things. Uh, if you need to just like get through hard times, get through deaths, get through loss. Um, we'll kind of get to that later. Because um, it was uh, part of the document. Or is death inspiration, but oh, yay! Isn't a podcast that everybody but a bagel if it is not uh, fucking yawning just once or twice in the episode. Um, so accept everything for what it is, uh, or just the way it is. Um, it's really simple. It's not a hard concept to get, um, and it's exactly, it breaks down exactly the way that I used to break down, you know, how I used to cope with things. You see a situation, you lost your job, okay? I'm just going to do it this way. You lost your job, so you acknowledge, okay, I lost my job. You accept that you lost your job, and then you move on to do something about it. Like, what are you going to do about it? You lost your job. What's next? Uh, like I was mounting these or uh, mounting these tires, and um, one of them, uh, one of them apparently ripped on me a bead, and I did not realize it. So I genuinely thought it was just. Fucking already ripped when I put it off. Um, so it's fucking not fucking uh, that that situation led to us some little bit of money on it because we had to replace that tire um, with our fucking you know 100% warranty because um, you know whatever adjusted out. Um, so I mean I guess we had to eat the cost of that tire, but. That was the we also did like $24,500 sales. So uh, we did pretty damn good that day, but uh, that that cost probably won't hit us until we actually. It, that really won't hit us until more than likely we get slow day. So, like, it won't hit us until like day or whatever when we're fucking $1,000. Um, at like by like three o'clock, because um, of the service and standing around can happen. Um, rainy days can be both very profitable or very slow. Um, it is really just up to the spirits, the ancestors. Um, oh, there's another one. Let me start counting those. Just average. Listen to every single episode. Even back when it was hail and uh, counting the fucking yawns. Uh, uh, oh, uh, real quick, just shout out to the revival of this podcast and like uh, the revival of my listeners and stuff. Um, thank you so much. I have about a twenty, I think it was like twenty-eight or so, or twenty to twenty-eight um, established audience. So shout out to you guys. Thank you. Um, and then out of the listenership, the, you know, we've hit like 648 plays, I think, on this thing, and as of right now, 
the biggest margin of listeners are on Spotify. So if you listen to Spotify, you can listen to me on Spotify. Thank you so much. Uh, you're 27% of the, believe the following of this podcast. And of that 27%, um, 80% of you are male, which is hey, cool, you know, please let me know. Um, and then the other, like, 20% are female and the others are non-specified or non-gender, which is gender fluid. So, you know, hey, cool. Um, I get that, you know, it's, it's, it's whatever. Um, uh, you got to do what you got to do. Um, and it's just, you know, you know, it is what it is, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, first, we'll look it up. So, um, or like that first, uh, look it up. Just everything out. It just says it is. Um, so, um, I realize, oh, oh, there's another one. Um, so I realized while looking at the analytics and the statistics of the show, um, out of the 27% of the listenership that is, uh, of this podcast, um, for Spotify listeners, um, huge margin male and uh, people just under me or just older than me are listening. My age, my like little age range, like the 23 or 24 to 27, um, completely missed by like, uh, there's like 3% of you guys out there that are my age. Uh, you guys are either like 18 to 22, I want to say that the range is, or it's like 28 to 34. Um, so that 20, yeah, I think it's 23 to 27 is the margin that I would be categorized as right now. And fucking nothing. So, um, did I miss something? Like, let me know. Um, also, if you guys are in the just younger or just older group than that, um, if you're that, um, 18 to 22 or whatever, um, or 18 to 21, and then, or the, uh, 28 to like 34, let me know what I'm doing right. I'll see if I can't uh, meet in the middle one, make everybody happy. Um, but yeah, um, okay, so second uh, concept of the Dokoro we're going to do is to not seek pleasure for its own sake. Um, so, what that, um, what I would categorize that to be is gambling and addiction. I mean, yes, gambling is an addiction, but I don't know why they classify it. Typically, most times, it's what I've, wanted, I've seen it. It's considered a separate thing somehow. Um, I, it could be your vices, you know? No. Oh. Don't wake Waking up in the morning and living life to enjoy, uh, living life to enjoy for what it is, that is one thing. Um, Get up, have your coffee, enjoy that coffee. Um, You know, enjoy your ride to work. Um, If you're listening to me, enjoy the podcast, I'll do what I can to make it best, you know. Um, If, uh, 
and then uh, the other deal is um, you know you're, you're when you're at your job, whatever you think, little things you you can hate your job. Like, I get that. I've been there. I've done that. Um, if you absolutely fucking hate your job, then what aspects of that job do you like and enjoy that for those? Um, enjoy just enjoy your life for those aspects. The thing that I don't care for, what I think this second rule or concept is trying to let us know is don't exist like your every waking moment should not be dedicated to fucking and drinking and partying and gambling and getting high like don't be a junkie for you know the things that don't matter um don't be caught up in Like, if you, uh, um, if you are spending every second just trying to game, that is an addiction. I mean, it's, I've been there. I was doing that for a long time before I realized it. Um, uh, if you're just dropping loads of money on your gaming <laughs> that right there is no different than like gambling sense um, so it, it's really down to um, enjoy life as you make life but don't you know or make life so you that you enjoy it instead of trying to find something that makes you enjoy life um, that you know I, I don't know if I worded that properly just don't be an addict, don't be a junkie, don't make every single waking moment about something that is toxic and is pleasurable in one sense, but also extremely destructive in another. Um, this is what I personally take on it. I've heard some different opinions on it. Um, we have a podcast I listened to that covered the Dokoro. Uh, and Kevin Kenny Miyamoto, uh, they, he, he didn't, mean, he was, you know, kind of hit that topic a little bit differently, um, so go ahead and, uh, try to find different takes on it, um, it was the, uh, Alpha Male Buddhism, Alpha Male Buddhism, I think is the podcast, um, if you go into Apple Podcasts, you can find it through, uh, you probably also find it on Spotify, but, um, you go on and you just search Miyamoto Matashi and it's going to be a lion, it's like this Buddhist, um, uh, black and white and gray, uh, logo, whatever, and it's like alpha male Buddhism or alpha male Buddhist, whatever. Um, he actually has some interesting stuff, I haven't listened to any of the episodes, but I was still reading, like, the breakdown of, like, his shows and stuff, and he actually kind of covers some cool topics occasionally. So, uh, come on, listen. I, uh, okay, so number three. Do not, under any circumstance, depend on a partial feed. 
So this is an absolute here too. Uh, most times it's really most times I don't like when a like a guidance sort of framework for like guidance and like improving your life works in absolutes. Um, I just I don't think that's right because it's always going to be something. It's a little sketch. Um, it's always going to be something that's a little on the side. It's like, hmm, I don't know. Like, going logically, this says don't do it under any circumstance, but, um, and I guess, I mean, I understand what, what he's saying here, though. And uh, if you were to um, go with something on a partial feeling, I guess just like if you're trying to think about how this work, think about any time you've ever been kind of meh, I don't know. And then how many times did it work out and how many times did it not? Um, kind of use your own personal experience for a basis to understand this one. Because, um, I mean, I've had stuff where, like, I don't know, but I get a lot of partial feelings just because like, I've been so indifferent all the time. Um, I can't make a decision. Um, and then I'll be like, well, this one kind of sounded good, so I'll just go with that one. And then uh, half the time has been shitty and half the time it's not. Because um, it's a part of the feeling. So, um, if you truly feel something that is like right in your gut, like in your gut, like, would you kill the kitten? In your gut, if you feel like it's wrong, don't do it. Uh, if you feel like in your gut that it's the right thing to do, well, then uh, you guys better be killing that kid. And then I'll fucking come you and beat your ass. But, um, then I'll, I'll kill you. I'll, yeah, I'll kill you. So, um, that's kind of, yeah, that kind of covers that. Uh, I don't know, I have any other thoughts on that third concept. Um, I mean, if you're if you're using life, you go through life like it's a blade. And if you're following the path of the sword, but your life, but your life is your blade. And your decision is a striking point. Be assured that what you do with that strike has to be accurate. Uh, a glancing blow, a miss, and, you know, that's the world going to strike you back and kill you. Um, as much as the world is, the universe is our friend and our ally, it is also just as much our enemy. Because all the mists, strikes, and all the glancing blows can lead to a broken blade. Um, so that's, you know, that's kind of a... So number four, which is actually, this one's a really good one. I'm actually going to add it to my, my voice to live by little note I have. It's a bunch of full bunch of like Dallas quotes. I'm going to throw in some, some of these little ones and I'm going to throw in some like, um, some of the ones that I've thought of that are really cool. Those really cool uh, 
things that I like to, you know, keep in mind and, you know, my quotes to live by. Um, number four of the Dokuro is, think lightly of yourself and deeply of the world. Um, this is such a strong, um, like, Eastern sort of belief of, like, it kind of gives me this sort of, like, um, walk quietly, we carry a big stick kind of a thing, you know, like, um, or sip softly, we carry a big stick, I think is, uh, the quote, Teddy Roosevelt quote, um, and it, it is really, it's very literal, um, and, like, and, like, you take that quote, you just listen to the quote, and then you kind of know what it means, you know, like, you kind of know what it means already. Um, so, like, think lightly of yourself and deeply of the world. Like, that, that's pretty cut and dry. It's really straightforward. Um, um, when it comes to, uh, this quote, I, um, to elaborate at all, um, it's a little a bit of a struggle for me, but I, I, uh, it's, it's rough because, like, it says what it is. There's no, like, kind of, like, hidden message in there. It's no, like, the thing about Masashi is he's very accurate, um, in all of his points. Like, he hits exactly what he's talking about. He hits exactly what he's talking about. Um,. So, um, on this subject, topic, point, I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, it's almost, so, to know others is great, but knowing yourself is greater still. Um, Or knowing others is great, but knowing oneself is greater still. Um, if you know yourself, but humble yourself, and it's, it's kind of like, don't be selfish, almost in a sense. Like, like don't be a dick, kind of a, a kind of a thing. Like, and then also a little bit of. The thing deep of the world, like there's a lot of different points in like in like these Eastern philosophies that are external and outward, 
and a sense of like thinking about others, thinking about the world, the universe, and thinking about those things more than yourself, um, which a lot of Western philosophy has a back has a base in like psychology and has like this like sort of like how do you feel in the universe? How and instead of how does the universe feel about you being in it? Like, if the universe can tell you how it feels, what would it tell you about how it feels about you? And that is an oh, that's an interesting way to look at life. Like, if you were the universe and it could, like, if the universe was to like tell you how it felt about you being in it, what would it say? And I think that might be the best way I can put it into words for, uh, for this point. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of like try to burn through these pretty quickly because it's, um, currently, uh, about 15 minutes before I have to start my shift. So I'm gonna cut through these pretty quickly. Um, okay, so be detached from desire your whole life long. Um, that again is going to be a, so that's going to be like a Buddhist concept. Um, desires causing but grief, stress, turmoil, and, uh, dissatisfaction. Um, you can crave stuff. You can want stuff, you can like stuff, but it's still going to hurt when you don't get it. Um, um, if you, like, if you're, like, fucking horny as shit, and you go home, your wife or girlfriend's like, nah, I'm not in the mood today. You're, I mean, unless you're going to be a fucking rapist, you're not going to get that. And that's just that desire is going to eat you up all night. You got two options. Um, either you're gonna be loyal, faithful, whatever, and you'd be like, "All right, babe, that's fine." Or I mean, unless you got a different situation, um, and you go in the fucking other room and fucking just slap one out. Like, you know, you got two options at that point. Um, number six, do not regret what you have done. Um, that's just don't live in the past. Don't let the ghosts haunt you. Clean out the closet, you know. Um, I have since since I have come to this point where like Eastern religions have been really helpful and fruitful in my life. Um, I have not lived in regret as much as I used to. And I don't even remember anything I would have regretted. Um, like I don't really have any remorse or regret anymore. I don't feel guilty for what I've done. Um, and that is really just genuinely, like, cleansing, and it really makes when a person feel very light and floaty. Um, um, so, seven, never be jealous, fucking, plain and fucking simple, um, another absolute, but Plenty fucking simple. Um, I'm thinking this is going to be more as jealous in the set, in the, con- uh, 
given the context of what this is, um, jealousy of one's things, one's actions, one's, um, don't be jealous of someone else for what they have. Go out and make it for yourself. You know. <coughs> oh, man. Okay. I apologize for that. Um, number eight. Never let yourself be saddened by separation. This is that one I was talking about, about sadness and separation. Uh, or death and separation. Um, I... I like this because obviously you're gonna be sad. Kids like, oh fuck, they're gone. Um, you break up. Uh, your mom dies. Dad dies. Grandparents die. Cat's dead. Um, or you have to get rid of the cat. You know, just pissing all over the fucking toaster. Um, that, that we had that happen before. Um, when I was a kid, uh, we got rid of the one. Uh, we had three cats and the mom. Mom was shitting on the chair in the kitchen room in the kitchen and then also pissing the toaster. Um, my dad came home from a graveyard shift to make some toast for breakfast and started, made the whole house smell like fried cat, sh uh, fried, fried cat piss. Um, he was very, very angry. So he did not kill the cat, believe it or not, but he almost skinned her a fucking alive. Um, we got rid of her and, you know, no, whatever. Um, I'm so, I was so young, I was like four. So I don't even remember a whole lot of the cat. Um... I know, I feel a little pissy, but, but, but it's fun, um, but yeah, so just don't, um, I'm thinking, like, it's almost that same thing of, like, acknowledge, accept, advance, kind of, uh, idea for that, um, so just keep it moving, you know, um, uh, number nine is resentment. Resentment and complaint are appropriate neither for oneself or others. That is an interesting one. Resentment and complaint. So, don't piss and moan about yourself or others. Like, just fucking just be a man. Kind of a, kind of a thing. It's like fucking slap the fucking... Be a man and grow a pair, sack up and fucking take it on the chin and move on. Um, I mean, that, that's the best I got for you. Uh, number 10, not let yourself be guided by the feeling of lust or love. Um, now, this, um, on the other podcast I was listening to, um, this is the one where he disagrees very greatly by this, um, he agrees with the whole lust part, but he disagrees with love, I mean, like, you probably should be guided by love, I take this as, don't be guided by love to make your decisions, um, but more be guided by the heart space, now, this is where, like, the Taoist kind of thing comes in mind, for me, is, um, uh, I, would definitely, um, oh my, it's windy, let's put it, I gotta get inside so I can get the store open, the opener today, woo, well I can open it all week, but woo, um, 
So, um, if you live life through the heart space, you would never have to be guided by love or lust, because um, you would see everything through, you know, the ones line that is true and not, um, and not a uh, a bipolar lens or a, a bi focal lens. When you look to your mind, there is two sides. There is both right, wrong, black, white, uh, love and love, beauty and beauty and whatever. You know, there's lots of different options there. Um, but if you look to uh, heart space, it is true and solid in one. There are not two halves to a whole. It is the whole in itself. Um, I'm probably going to just stop it there, and then I will continue this in another session and finish the last of the Dokodo. Okay, part two of the Dokodo, I left off at uh, good old number 10. Um, so let's start with 11 here, just a second here. I gotta... Okay. Eleven. And all things have no preference. Or live life with no preferences. Um there's another version I've heard of it of. Um and or another version I've heard of uh for it. And this one is my one of my personal favorites. Um because I do this kind of naturally. So it's like the easiest, you know, you always have the easy things. Um so um, when it comes to these kind of concepts, of course, the, you know, the easier ones are going to be the ones you want to, like, oh, hey, yeah, I do that one, but fuck, this other one's hard as fuck. Um, I, uh, really hate traffic right now. Um, so... For um for that, uh it would be surrounding a lot of different realms. Sometimes you get into situations where it's like oh well I would you know, I'd prefer not to have to, you know, work today, but you know that, that kind of a thing. It's not really that. Like it, it is, but it's not. When it comes to what that covers, I genuinely believe. Oh, and there's another one. Uh, I genuinely believe that it's going to end up being, um, or at least covering that subject of, um, like. Having a preference of how you live, whether it be where you live or not. Um, I mean, I just had to go. I just couldn't wait any longer. Um, there is no end in sight. Um, so. Uh, the so so like when I kind of meditate on the 
you know, life uh, or you know, things in life, uh, for all things in life, have no preferences. I genuinely and vehemently oh, believe that it's like if you don't care one way or the other about um, about things, like yes, care, but don't get fucking bent out of shape because it's the way you like it. Um, it's kind of the way I feel about it. Um, it's kind of my take on it, whether it's the right take or not, whether it's um, one of those things that's open to uh, interpretation or not, or if it's... Um, or whether it's uh, something that you get, you know... Um, yeah, agree upon in that. Oh. Another one. Oh man. Um, whether or not you guys agree or not, that's entirely up to you and whatever. Uh, I, I, you know, I have no preference. Um, but um, I also think you would be into don't limit yourself to one thing, um, which is the kind of the take that um, some of their podcasts I had heard. Uh, like I guess, uh, it's like don't limit yourself to um, just one uh, one aspect of life. Um, if you're if you're poor, you're gonna be poor for the rest of your life. You that's the way you know. Um, it's gonna be. Don't you know? It's more than just the preference of, but it's also um, the. When you live life through preferences, you have a certain way of, you know, like, well, oh, like, I don't want to, you know, save my money because I want this thing right now, even if that thing could get you a house or a new car that you, you know, desperately need. Um, so that is the other thing of, like, that's what I think um, is meant when, like, you don't, you know, yourself, you don't live without preferences. <sighs> or. Uh, live without preferences, because um, you prefer to have this other thing over something else that you desperately need. Um, so, like, live within your means and uh, allocate your funds appropriately, um, and you shall prosper, I think, um, is kind of the idea, the concept here. Um, so, next is going to be. Uh, kind of the same thing, um, kind of touching on the same subject. Um, this dude has got to be on something. Because he's all of a sudden going from like a slow-mo step to like normal speed to like hopping. Fuck, dude. Get me out of here. Um, so it is going to be, um, Looks like number twelve. Be indifferent to where you live. Now, while that's on a very similar uh, topic, um, I do have sort of an interpretation of this as like not necessarily where you live, as in like I think it also goes into your demographic as far as like uh, whether or not you're 
um, part of a class or not. Like, I think this kind of covers uh, a lot of different things. Um, I, I just I genuinely believe that he covers a lot of things. Um, whether or not it's going to uh, be just uh, geographically and or into like what neighborhood, but um, as far as is what uh, um, it also what I would feel like would cover your demographic as far as like finances and like uh, social status, but also um, like I think it also is like where do you live in your mind? Like if you live being different, like keep your mind open. It's kind of like my also my kind of thought. It's a weird interpretation on it, but um, it's not as a very literal interpretation. But um, it's just kind of like taking that um, that whole uh, concept of. Where's your mind? Like, where are you coming from? Where do you live? You know, but it also would, like, I think you take into consideration your job and, or your trade. Like, uh, I don't think if you, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, you don't see a fruitful future in it, then don't do it. You know, it's uh, it's 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 an interesting thing. It's kind of weird, kind of thing. Uh, it almost kind of goes into the concept of uh, a Japanese concept of uh, ikaki. From what I'm going with, it's kind of like ikaki, um, where like. Do you enjoy what you do? Do you enjoy? Uh, does it make you enough money to live? Does it doing something for? You know, is it doing something productive? Um, so if you enjoy it, it gives you enough to live. It's productive in for the whole environment. Uh, whether that just be like service to others, whether it's um, good for the environment itself, whether you know, as long as it's constructive in some way for somebody, and um, uh, and you know, if if you can, there's like the four aspects of it. I forget the fourth aspect, but it's um, the constructiveness, the enjoyment, the, uh, the money, um, and then uh, I think it's practicality. If it's like a practical thing. Or not, I forget exactly what the uh, fourth thing is, but um, it's, uh, it's a Japanese concept of uh, ikagi. So it's I K H I. No, I do believe. Um, go ahead and do that and check that out. Uh, get that fourth term that I can't think of. I don't feel like googling and I'm driving. Become um, already kind of sketching. Look at uh, my phone to get. These no curl points. Um, no, the magic has been lost. Um, oh no! So that was uh, oh, that was twelve. 
13. Um, I, I'm really trying not to just ramble and like fill time because I hate that. Um, I covered it. Now it's time to move on to the next topic. Um, yeah, so, like, you know, um, moving on. Okay. So, 13 is do not pursue the taste of good food. Um, this one is harder because I love me some good food. Um, and I do uh, enjoy myself, myself some good food. Um, but it kind of speaks on uh, a consistent issue in the U.S. It's like slowly and slowly getting worse, slowly and slowly being addressed, and if it never actually fixed. Um, uh, most Americans are aware that we're fat. Um, we're, we're, we're gross fat. Um, not even kind of like the, the sexy, kind of like curvy kind of fat. No, this is like an unnatural, ungodly fat. Um, this is like a, we literally look like a blob with some tendrils on it because of our arms and legs. We can barely you know, function. Um, this is like, we're reaching four digit numbers in our weight. You I, we're not intended to be four-digit numbers in weight. Um, you know, I, I don't believe the average numbers currently are the correct numbers, and we have a really bad dysmorph body dysmorphia issue, both male and female, um, as well as transgender or whatever. Um, you know, the, the gender fluidity, uh, body dysmorphia is a very rough thing. Um, but also, a lot of people, this is a majority of Americans, almost to the point where, like, the entire culture of the U.S. is literally, like, convicted by the pursuit of pleasure and good food. Uh, seeking out what feels good. Um, instead of working for it, earning it, or making it with your own hands, or, um, that's the one thing is, like, um, oh, hey, there's a quail. That's cool. I like quail. Quail are cool. No one's gotten that deer yet. Someone had a deer on the side, and it's just died on the side of the road, and it's really, really sad and upsetting, because it's just meat-wasted, um, at the very least. Um... It would be super fucking gaming. But that's why you need to fucking watch where you're going. There was a life in the end. There was a one generation of, or one era um, of a generation that could have further populated the, the woods in the area and could have further fed, you know, um, family later on. Um, I, I really wish we would have just gotten to tribes and then just stayed that way. Um, mine for stuff, you know, learn how to forge and whatever. But don't industrialize. Industrialization is the worst. Um, I hate how industrialized we are. I am only more part of the problem. But I also have to put food on the table. 
um, I also have to, you know, uh, make sure that my wife has a place to stay. Um, and if I can't do that for her, then someone else is going to. Um, I just, you know, I have a duty as a husband um, and as, like, the provider of our household. Um, I have a duty to perform at a certain level and to bring in a certain amount so that we can sustain um, a meaningful life. Um, so uh, basically I'm going to go back to what I was talking about originally, the Doko, and I'm going to not rabbit trail any further on the subject of me providing for my family. Um, don't pursue this good food. Uh, just don't be fat, don't be gluttonous, don't be greedy. Um, that's kind of what I feel like that covers. Um, it's literally as that is, don't pursue the taste of good food. Like, eat it, enjoy it, love it, but don't, like, make your life all about it. Again, it's a reiteration on materialization, uh, well, it's material, uh, materialism that we have um, as a general uh, whole of, like, the planet. Like the whole, like, you know, whole world it has this sort of like almost like a capitalist view. It's like, oh, I want this, I want this, I want this. Uh, whether you're talking about the US or you're talking about any other country, I I couldn't tell you about other countries because I don't surely know what it is to live like or what it's like to live in those. Um, but, uh, you know, um, definitely. Um, I definitely feel, um, like, uh, there is, uh, there's an issue in, uh, need to be addressed eventually before we collapse into the ourselves. Yes, I know not every country system of an economy is a capitalist economy, um, but to, to do anything, you have to dabble with the U.S. The U.S. is so money hungry and money grubby that you shoot a fucking cum shot in my grandmother and cut off a little ball sack just to fucking get some money, just to get ahead. Um, a lot of people are very useless when it comes to that. Um, Number 14, um, basically, uh, I'm just going to sum this up real quick in another set of words because, um, so it says, it's, it's a, do not collect or practice uh, with weapons beyond what is needed useful. Um, so Basically, uh, in one of his other books, uh, I do believe it's the Golden No Show, where I already covered, um, he does mention how um, the gun has no equal uh, on the battlefield um, and, until the, until the kind of swords. Um, so that means that until you're like dueling the swords, the, the battlefield is ruled by the gun. And that is entirely true because range. Um, long bows, long bows, short bows was the uh, deciding factor in a lot of old school battles. Um, 
you know, if you've got a sniper, just picking people off left and right uh, on your side, then you can have a lot of those work for the front for your, you know, for your foot grunts, um, through those front line, uh, front line visions. Um, so that's definitely going to be uh, interesting, but um, he would also have thinking about do not practice uh, or collect, uh, do not collect and practice what, if there are any weapons beyond what is useful. Um, I think it also kind of goes to like don't hoard, whether it's information or whether it's, you know, it kind of has to go uh, or has to do with the, um, the sort of like simplistic, minimalistic philosophy. Um, like if uh, something is no longer useful, it is no longer serving a purpose, um, whether it's a tenant purpose or it's a uh, new purpose, then it is trash and it needs to be discarded and not collected. Um, and then you'll feel better for that. Um, if you are going to battle, you're not going to collect. Like if you have practiced with every single weapon imaginable, you know, all these different martial arts, then you've effectively trained yourself to repeat the same actions over and over and over again. You've, you've literally just pounded in redundancy of how to punch, how to kick, and how to cut, and how to whip and beat, and, you know, how to fight. Just repeated and repeated and repeated insanely. Um, there's going to be one right way to do something. Um, so, it also is you're wasting your time by practicing multiple things all the time, just constantly, just adding like. Um, I, uh, sorry, um, I just genuinely, um, have a hard time with this one as well, because I dabble in so much, um, I have dabbled in everything from dark arts and witchcraft and some magic, all the way into martial arts and, uh, uh, theology and mythology and academic prowess and I've dealt in so much that um, I don't have a particular uh, expertise. I have a I have affinity I have infinity infinities. Um, or infinity affinities, but not one single um, actual. Um, what's the term I'm thinking of? Actual expertise. That's what I'm thinking of. There's the term expertise. Um. And that actually kind of sucks because it's just the one thing I really, really want to just be good at like one thing. 
and I'm pretty much I'm good at whatever I'm doing in that moment, and that's it. So if I'm a maintenance technician, I am a maintenance technician. Uh, if I am, um, I mean, it makes it really good for being like water, because. Um, Whenever uh, we are, uh, whenever, uh, whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it, and I have that. And so, in that aspect, I, I'm cool with that. But I also am frustrated that I cannot ex uh, get one expertise. I don't have one ground uh, to always be tied to. Um, that was 14. Oh, what the fuck? I skipped like two. Sorry, that was 16. So 14 is do not hold on to possessions no, uh, you no longer need. Which is basically the same thing as that is. Um, Basically, don't acquire more than is useful, but also don't keep on to things that are no longer needed. Um, so I just come with that, thinking it was that, but not. So don't hoard the fuck yourself, um, and then uh, don't collect things you don't need and uh, no longer to be useful to you. Um, if something's not going to be useful, you don't need it, then do not hold on to it. Um, is the uh, idea behind both those. So, uh, number 15 is do not uh, do not act following cosmetic beliefs. Um, this is going to be like if tradition would have you toss a girl into a volcano to protect you from the, the gods, then Something might be wrong. If you have to perform a blood sacrifice, something might be wrong. Um, sometimes the gods ask for this as an idea of fealty or to see just how committed you are. Um, this is also uh, very, very strange. Um, Um, that, so, my beliefs, I, I feel like maybe this might be aimed toward Confucianism, but I couldn't say for sure. I definitely don't think that it's like a kosher concept to be like, you know, uh, I just, I don't know, um, what would... That would like, be like specific to, or if it, it was at all specific. Um, so I'm gonna move on to the next one because um, I, I just don't I just don't know I don't have anything really to say on that one. Um, just don't ask on don't ask like customary beliefs. Um, don't drink the Kool Aid. Gonna be an individual person, I guess. Is this thought behind that? Um, and we covered sixteen. 
or weapons and be on being useful. Thirteen is do not fear death. Um, death comes whether you like it or not. Um, just like life happens, whether you like it or not, it's what you you know. It's how you live it. It matters. Um, do not seek to possess either goods or fiefs for your old age. Um, basically, that's going to be asked, like, don't expect a special treatment because you're old as fuck. Um, uh, just, you know, it's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> fuck you. Um, this dude was hunting behind me because he's fucking. I was waiting for a gap because I need to go straight across and not uh, turn. And they didn't understand that. And they're just being little fucktards. Um, so you know, it's all good. Um, don't fear death. Don't. Uh, it's gonna come. Just fucking accept that and move on. Live your life instead of um, being a bitch and being worried about you know dying. Um, next is the next one is oh I missed it um sorry I completely backtracked um so uh yeah no I mean don't expect anyone to hand you something because you're just because you're old and uh, because people don't respect elders anymore. That is not going to be a hard one. Um, respect Buddha and the gods without counting on their help. So um, this is actually really interesting um, because, like, you can't. Um, it's really actually a smart idea to. Um, I, uh, yeah, no, never mind. Um, I had a thought and it's just gone. Respect Buddha and the God without killing them to help. I mean, you have to rely on yourself. Um, you can't always expect, you can't, you can't expect the gods just to give you shit. You can't expect just to be blessed. Um, so you have to have that self-reliance and that, how, that, uh, that warrior will. Um, by being, you know, fortune favors the brave, um, is a great kind of quote to reiterate that, that sort of concept and that term, or that, that, uh, that point, um, a little nugget of wisdom, um, number 20, you may abandon your own body, but you must preserve your honor, um, this is a big one, uh, this is a very Japanese thing, this is a very samurai and Bushido code thing. Um, honor is a very, very important thing for um, the samurai culture, as well as even to this day. 
you know, honors a, is still a very thing because they're, I mean, their entire language and everything is based on honorifics. As, uh, um, it's a Chinese thing, it's a Japanese thing, it's a Korean thing. Um, So for um, I'm looking currently at the Bushido code for honor um, to kind of see just to kind of show that like it's Bushido that is also um, so uh, this is uh, called artofmanliness.com um, I just happen to be there it's apparently a podcast um i didn't know that it was let's look at the podcast and i'll, I'll give it a shot and listen to the episode maybe or maybe see if there is an episode on the bushido code and kind of get an idea here but uh the bushido deals with the profession of soldiering it is equally consumed with non-martial uh, behavior sense of honor, of consciousness, consciousness, of personal dignity and worth characterized the samurai. He was born and bred to value duties, to value the duties and privileges of his profession. Uh, fear of the disgrace hung, fear of disgrace hung like a sword over his, the head of every samurai. Uh, to take offense at slight provocation was ridiculed as short-tempered. As the popular adage put it, True patience means burying the unbearable. Um, so, I mean, that kind of covers it a little bit, um, but it's not the most accurate thing for what I was looking for for uh, honor. Um, basically, I, I, I think honorable is um, actually with respect and dignity and something that deserves those things, as well as. Um, Maintaining a proper image, a, a, a proper self-image and family image, family name. Um, it's one of those kind of nightly kind of things, or like a, a very servant of the guard, of the you know, uh, daimyo, the emperor, the whatever. Um, and number twenty-one. Uh, super simple. Super like kind of ties it in, similar to the way that the Book of the Void kind of ties in, like, going a show, is never stray away from the way. Um, so just walk the Tao, um, if you will. Um, follow that, and you'll be on the path of aloneness, and you'll be self-sufficient, and you'll be, um, just like, uh, you'll be just, uh, like Miyamoto. Um, that is going to be the end for this, and uh, hopefully everyone likes this episode. If you guys do, let me know, and I'll probably do like a follow-up thing with like Bushido or something, and uh, or maybe like do some sort of like cool Japanese samurai Ronin thing. Um, that's kind of been my happy focus lately, so I might do it anyway. Ha! Huh. Um, you guys have a good one, and hopefully uh, you guys all like this. Thank you.